0: Welcome! Thanks for tuning in. So glad you've joined us for our Linden Road online worship experience. It is the first Sunday of Advent here in 2023, and we're so glad that you're part of it. We would invite, if this is your first time, for you to click on the digital connection card up above and Just let us know who you are, an email address, maybe a prayer request you might have, or if there's a question we might be able to answer. You could also leave a comment in the chat, or if you're watching this on YouTube later, you scroll to the description, there's a link there also to our digital connection card. And we certainly hope it's not your last time. And if this is your spiritual home, we say welcome to you, and we're grateful too that you've tuned in. And we invite you to use the digital connection card or the comment in the chat, or scroll down in the description to let us know. Uh, anything that we might need to know here, a prayer request or a question you might have, and again, we're grateful that you can spend time with us today. It is the first Sunday of Advent, and we will be lighting our Advent wreath here in just a moment. I I do want to share I had a chance to make a trip out to St. Louis last week to visit a friend, uh, Jim Welker, who grew up in our church, and Jim is enjoying his retirement years in St. Louis, and is very faithful to the church and we're just grateful we were able to have some time together. And we also had the opportunity to celebrate the life of our friend uh, Dan Feldman. Dan passed away the day before Thanksgiving. We did have a beautiful celebration of his life yesterday with many friends and family and are so grateful just for his faithfulness to the kingdom encouraged by his life and by his legacy He leaves behind a, a life of service. We're grateful for his life and his model of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And so as we begin our time of worship, let's light our candle and then have a time of worship through music. Christmas time, or at the Advent season as we journey these next four Sundays together to be reminded once again of the coming of the Lord Jesus. We're going to lean into a series that's pretty simple to draw on. It's the idea of uh, God with us, that idea of Emmanuel, of why Jesus came. And I want to begin with a quote from uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, uh, the great uh, Lutheran pastor and theologian who died uh, just at the end of World War II. He says that Advent is the celebration that's possible only to those who are troubled in soul, who know themselves to be poor and imperfect, and to look forward to something greater to come. He also says that the Advent season is a season of waiting, but our whole life is an Advent season. That is a season of waiting for the last Advent, for the time when there will be a new heaven and a new earth. And that's our hope. And as we lit the first candle today, it is the candle of hope. We want to operate from that perspective. And as we look at this series, I want to take us on a journey. And this first week, we're going to talk about walking in the valley. I think for many of us, we continue to just lean into what life brings, and it's been complicated. And yet at the same time, we look at the story of Jesus' coming, his first advent. And let's draw on this scripture from uh, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 23. He says, Look, the virgin will conceive a child, she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. For those of us that are Christians, it can be easy to believe about who God is and his place in our life when we're on the mountaintops. That's really simple and easy. When we get a raise at work, or when the team that we support wins, uh, or maybe even if you've got young kids in the home when they sleep through the night, or maybe it's getting the ideal parking spot at the store. But when life gets difficult, when we end up in the valley, it's in those moments when we feel alone, and when that aloneness can bring about our sense of being scared, and even the idea that we're hurting. And It may be that we're just getting bad news. I mean, we think about how complicated life has been. Uh, it seems as though in these recent days, and I know if just from the conversations I have via our website, I've had a number of people reach out in the last week just saying that they needed prayer and needed encouragement and needed to be pointed in a direction to find health and wholeness in relationships because a husband has left or there's the marriage that's breaking down or, or they're having issues. got a phone call today from a family where they're struggling with trying to figure out what to do with a, an adolescent who is just struggling to find their place in life story and it is turning to bad decisions and even some use of chemicals that are just masking what the real issues are. There's moments when we want to feel close to God, but yet life comes at us. Even as we celebrated Dan's life this week, there still is the bittersweet absence of his presence with us and the joy that he brought and just all that he leaned into, especially in his work here at the church as a volunteer and as an encourager, as uh, things that he did uh, to make the place work. He wore many hats, and, and we're going to miss him because of that, and, and yet it's the messiness of what do we do with that? And then we think about just how complicated life can be. We can see that it's in these moments, and I don't know what valley that you're pushing through, but it does bring about loneliness and desperation, and, and yet we know we need to experience God in a different way. We need to understand, especially from Scripture, that it's in the tension between the valley and the mountain. And so the big idea for us today as we lean into walking through the valleys is this, is that we may enjoy God on the mountaintops, but we get to know him intimately in the valleys. Let's take a look at what the psalmist has for us here in Psalm 84, beginning with verse 5. He says, blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Now, what's interesting here, a couple things to point out is they're they're on a pilgrimage to go meet God, to go to their place of their birth, if you will. And so it's interesting that where are they going through? Well, the, the valley of Baca is not exactly a fun place. In fact, it's in the desert country there in Israel. And what's there? Well, lions and tigers and bears, oh my, just about. I mean, there's thorns and there's wild animals and there's vipers and large cats and there's a lot of danger. And so as we think about this in this area of Israel, in fact, it's Northern Palestine, it's impossible, nearly impossible to travel without facing some kind of trouble and hardship to make this pilgrimage. It's a gloomy, narrow valley where the water is brackish and it trickles out of the rocks and hence it became known as the Valley of Oozing Water or Tears. In fact, that's what Baca means. It's the Valley of Tears, the Valley of Weeping or the Valley of Loss. Again, what does he say here? Verse 5, Blessed are those whose strength is in you. Now, If you don't know God personally, then what you have is all you have. What we're talking about here is our relationship with God. Now, it may be that you don't know God personally. And then I want to say that if you don't, what you have is all you have. And that may be the reason why you're exhausted, why you can't take anymore. Even the idea of why you don't think you can make it. especially in this holiday season, it seems like the pressure is on. And that's, as I said, I've gotten numerous emails through our website inquiring of just how to make life work when life seems so complicated. Now, I want to say, too, and it's really important for us to see this, it doesn't say that blessed are those who make it on their own. This isn't about us picking ourselves up by our bootstraps and making it all work. It isn't about us being independent. As we talked last week, right, as we talked about Gen Z, to be reminded that we are created for relationships, that we are dependent not only on each other, but more primarily on God. And so in those moments when we seem to be weak and we struggle with life's uh, difficulties, what we find out, and that's what the psalmist wants us to see here, is that in God, in our relationship with him, his strength can make it perfect. It's interesting, in this same scripture, in a different version, says, What joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord, who have set their minds on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. Again, that's the New Living Translation. See, it's this idea, and we've talked about this a lot this year and even last, about how we need to have a mindset that's focused on God. In fact, it says here that blessed are those who have their minds set towards God. Even in Paul's writing in the New Testament, he says what? To set our minds on the things above to the people at Colossus in the book of Colossians. Not on things below, but on things above. Remember he says in Philippians, whatever is pure and lovely and excellent and praiseworthy, that we're to think about those things. So what we think about matters. And so in this season of Advent, about us waiting, what are we waiting for? Well, we're waiting for the second advent of Jesus, right? Because we know we've celebrated his first advent, and in his first advent, he came as the suffering servant, as Isaiah tells us, to offer up his life as a sacrifice. And it's through his sacrifice then that things will be made new eventually, once he returns for his second coming. And yet, what we see in Scripture are these very simple ideas, right? My heart may be anxious, but the psalmist and Paul and Scripture tells us that we need to have our mind fixed on Christ. That our soul literally may be aching, but it's our mind that's fixed on Jesus. Even my emotions may be racing, but yet my mind, what I think about, is fixed on Jesus. Even the idea that there's too much to do as we think about how busy our holidays can be. And so again, part of the regiment that we want to move ourselves into is slowing down and Experiencing God in a more intimate and personal way. It may be that our marriage is in a bad place, or maybe the in-laws are coming, or maybe it's just paying the bills for Christmas. Again, in all these things, uh, it isn't just the power of positive thinking. It really is fixing our mind on God. Again, let's take a look at this passage from Psalms. It says, as they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains cover it with pools. Now, what we need to see here is we may be in the valley, but that's not our final destination. We are just passing through. Or it's that powerful verse from Psalm 23, right? That even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, now there's many times when we all want to just get out of it, whatever the situation is that we're in. We want the pain to stop, the the emotion to just disappear. And what we need to see here, and what the scripture I think offers us, is that sometimes. That The way out is by going through it. Now, it's interesting when we look at the scripture here, you know, where are they headed? Well, they're headed to, to Zion, to Jerusalem, to the city of God, right? To his house of worship, to even what sometimes it's called the city of refuge, or it's also known as a place of peace, that they're headed to the city of refuge. And, and so in order to get there, you have to travel through the Valley of Tears. It's just that simple. There's no way around it. And so I think what we need to see is that the valley is the pathway to the place of peace. Again, back to this verse here, verse 6, as they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. Now, it's interesting in the King James Version, that same phrase, make it a place of springs, is make it a well. That idea of a well where you dig for water. What we're saying here is that when you're in a dry place, that you need to dig a well, to dig a small hole, if you will, and, and it's a place to catch the rain. And when we think of the stories from Scripture of living out this idea of God with us, Emmanuel, there's many times in Scripture where Jesus says, show me your faith, and he will show us his faithfulness, right? The story of the man with the withered hand, Jesus says to him, stretch out your hand, and I'll make it well. Or the story of the man who can't walk. And Jesus says to him, what? Get up and walk. And so again, another idea we can pull from today's scripture reading, it's a simpler way of saying it, but how about this? If you dig it, God will fill it. At least that's the hope, right? So buried in this passage is is a promise. And that's the way God tends to work, right? In the very stories he tells, that in the very difficulties, the promise is right there. And in this particular verse, verse six, it's this idea that if you dig it, that God will fill it. Or saying it another way, we're constantly being reminded in scripture that if we draw near to him, that his promises he will draw near to us. Or that idea that if we seek him, that we will find him. And then maybe even this idea that if you make room for me, that I will reveal myself to you. And again, that's what Advent is about. Now, one of the things we see in scripture one of the key ideas that's played out in scripture is that God rarely reveals himself when we're rushed. I mean, think about Moses with the burning bush. What does he do with Moses? He actually invites him to come and sit, to take off his sandals because he's on holy ground. And maybe that's what we need. Maybe in this season, what we need as we go through this valley whatever it may be for you, is for us to encounter God in a fresh way. Even that idea of being still and knowing that he is God. Maybe this idea can even be seen that why don't we stop and dig a well, a place where we want God to fill it and to wait on him to do that. Because what the scripture tells us here is that if you dig it, he is going to fill it. Again, we've walked through this. Let me just say it because repetition is important in these matters, is that if we seek him, we will find him if we draw near to him, that he's gonna draw near to us. And yet we also are reminded that we need to be still and know that he is God. And so part of this Advent season, this waiting, is about preparing our hearts and minds. Even saying to God, as we go through this journey, once again, to celebrate uh, Christmas and the coming of Jesus is, and to say to God, I wanna meet with you and actually say, I'm gonna slow my life down to the point where I can wait for you. And then to even say to your heavenly father that you believe that he's going to reveal himself to you because we need you. You need him, I need him right now. And so it's about digging a well. It's about preparing for his presence. And again, that is idea of saying that if we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. And to say to God, That we need his presence. Again, as we said in our big ideas, that we enjoy him so much on the mountains, yet we get to know him intimately in the valleys. And I know, too, what we need to say, and it's my hope that you'll understand that God never promised that you would not go through the valley. In fact, he promised that you would never go through the valley alone. Because, again, this idea of God with us, Emmanuel. Again, the scripture's And the virgin will be with child, and his name will be Emmanuel. And we've said, right, again, it means what? God with us. And again, the psalmist helps us understand this portion of Scripture, right? He says, as we journey through the valley of Baca, through the valley of tears, we're going to the place of peace. And then he says, they go from strength to strength. Now think about that phrase. They go from strength to strength. What does he mean? Well, he says, blessed are those who experience the strength of God. Blessed are those whose strength is found in you, Father. And then you go from a little bit of strength to a little more strength, to even more of God's strength, to even more of his strength. That's the whole point of leaning into his provision and care. And a little more of his strength until each appears before God in Zion. So again, they will go from strength to strength this idea of from strength to strength. Now, it's not our strength, I need to say that clearly, but it's his strength, his being present with us. And this is the very thing that God has done for so many of us. I've seen that in the Feldman family. It's not something that they signed up for. It's hard to believe, as I was looking through pictures of uh, last Christmas and even over the past summer of some things that Dan and I did together, the many meals we had together, and yet being reminded that this is how God shows up, that in these moments we are dependent upon his strength and that we praise him in the valley because we can enjoy him on the mountaintops, but it's in this valley that we get to know him at a whole new level. And what happens in those moments is that he, our Father, reveals his character to us, his kindness for us, his love for us, what Christmas is all about. And to be truthful, this is the only way that we can experience his strength. We can't experience it any other way. Because when we totally and completely need him, there's nothing else that will meet the needs. We're on our own until he shows up. Because... As we talk here, the scripture reminds us that we're traveling through the valley, that we're just here and we're passing through, and that we need to be reminded that God is a good God and that we're headed to a place of peace. That's the promise. So when we feel weak and we ask this question, Who is God? That it's in the middle of our weakness that we are reminded that God is our strength. Or this idea that when we're in darkness, who is our God? Our God is our light in the darkness. We talk about that, right? That, That Jesus is our light in the darkness. Or when we are in a season of trouble, we can ask the question, who is our God then? He is our joy in the midst of the trouble. Or if we're in the middle of pain, we can ask the question, who is our God And his promise from scripture is that he is our comforter in the middle of our pain. That's who our God is. Because when we pass through the valley, even though we're in the valley, the psalmist tells us that we do not fear. And why is that? Because we're reminded over and over again that he is with us. So again, this big idea for us is the same God that is good on the mountaintops is good to us in the valley because that's where we get to know him. Now, for some of us, we may be in the valley right now and we're passing through it. What we need to say is that it's a season, that it's not forever, that our God is going to lead you out and that he is a good God and that he is with you, that he is present and he will take you from strength to strength. When we think about these things, when we think we can't handle it anymore, we need to lean into him and we need to let his strength be everything that we need. And that even though we may walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil. Why? Because you, O oh God, are with us. And who are you? He is Emmanuel, God with us. I want to go to, to draw on one more psalm here. Psalm 139, verse 7 through 10. He says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even though your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. And it's those words that we hang on to in the moments when life seems complicated because we enjoy him on the mountain, but we get to know God in a more deeply and intimate way when we're in the valley. And so we seek his strength. And how do we do that? Well, as we said earlier, we need to fix our mind on all that he's about. And so let's pray on this first Sunday of Advent. Father, I pray for those that are in the valley right now, for those that are in need, that you would be everything that they need, that there's a lot of messiness in the world right now. And in this season of Advent, as we wait patiently for you to come again, We pray that in our waiting, we will experience you. So I just pray your Holy Spirit would capture us with your love in a way that we see it in very practical ways. Thank you, Jesus, for your life. And we pray it through your strong name. Amen. Again, happy first Sunday of Advent. So glad you tuned in. And as we begin through, I've got a link here to a devotional. If you'd like to download it, you can take a look at the link is here in the worship notes for Advent. And I hope you'll be encouraged in that. There's also a YouVersion plan here that you can take a look at. would encourage you to think about that as a, a way to encourage you each day. And if you do follow us on YouVersion, leave a comment in the uh, Bible plan. And let's uh, talk together on what God might do in and through you as you study this. So in all these things, be reminded that you've been blessed to be a blessing. Go forth and serve Christ in his name. Amen. Have a great week.